In my early 20s, my mother Karen, as a part of her spiritual practice, began taking a Sabbath. A Sabbath is a day of rest from the ancient Jewish tradition, and it is carried on in many different Christian traditions. We started to practice this as a family for many, many years, where we would begin Friday night with having no contact with media, and it would be a time of rest, a time of study, a time of love, a time of conversation. And while we did sometimes go out to dinner, we were really rigorous about this practice. And I started to notice something really interesting. And and before I go into that, I just want to first honor that, that the practice of the Sabbath, which has taught me what I know today about rest, is sacred to many groups. So I just want to first honor that and acknowledge that. And at the same time, I feel like this practice of rest is something that we can all learn from. And of course, the Jewish tradition and Seventh-day Adventist and many others who really practice it um, are the keepers of the wisdom that come from that, which it comes from the Ten Commandments on the seventh day being a day of rest. So I just want to acknowledge the root system of that. But today I want to talk about what it ended up teaching me. So it takes practice, right, to develop what the benefits are of practice. It takes practice to feel the benefits of practice. And so it was many years in the practice where we'd begin Friday night and um, basically enter into Shabbat all the way until Saturday evening. And then when we were in the tradition of my ancestors, we would then go to church on Sunday, where my mother went to church on Saturday. She was part of the Adventist community as well, and I would think sometimes, well, how can you rest on Saturday if you go to church and then there's potluck and cleanup and all this other stuff? But that's besides the point. Uh, For me, a resting day literally meant stopping, like just pausing. And I would notice that my body would begin to look forward to and lean into that resting time. I would um, be preparing for it. I would work different ways during the week in order to clear that evening. Even when I had the gallery in the early days, I wouldn't work on Saturday. That's how rigorous I was about it. So I practiced for many, 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 many years. And then as time went on and workshops and retail came in, I ended up switching the day to a Tuesday. Now that doesn't feel quite the same. But what I learned through this experience is that because I was learning to practice rest, that all throughout the week and all throughout the other days, I was able to summon that feeling of rest in my body when I chose. 15 minutes here, two hours there, during a meal with a loved one, during cafe time, cafe is resting time. And it was almost like I could receive the benefit from the practice after doing it for a long time. I wasn't totally conscious that that's what I was doing, that I was drawing off the practice even when I wasn't in the full 24-hour-plus experience. 
The other thing that started to happen is that rest days seemed to expand time. I felt like I had an additional day per week and the next day would feel almost like a bonus. It was a really interesting experience of stretching time. And so since that time, I have practiced that day of rest, that 24 hours off and on, and definitely have lost it uh, since the COVIDian era began. The schedule really changed and I haven't quite gotten back to it. Um, but it's so important to me that sometimes I'll do a half a day here and a half a day there. And I feel like I'm able to fully enter into that rest because I have that practice. I know what that feels like in my body, in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. And it has to do with bracketing time too. It's not just like, oh, we have an afternoon off. It's like from this time to this time, we're entering, entering this liminality. We are entering this sense of resting. We are leaving the time of the clock, but we're starting with the clock to begin and then we're letting go of clocks until it completes. And so learning these things over the years has been so powerful. And then the cycles of time where I've lost it, has lost that time and that rest has also been such an incredible um, reminder of how important it is to rest. And in many of our workshops, we approach it too, like that we, whenever possible as the people guiding, can enter into the spaciousness of rest. And we also invite our guests to enter into rest to, in essence, relax the nervous system and move into this place of restorative healing and renewal. Like in our workshop this weekend, Flow Nouveau, that's going to be part of what's happening over Equinox is we're going to be inviting people to engage with and enter into a space of rest. And even though we're creating, we're doing it in this different kind of energy where rest is a primary part of the experience. Because when we allow ourselves to lean in and to rest, um, we begin to automatically heal and renew what's ready to be restored. Let's talk for a moment about time. I love the two Greek words for time, chronos and kairos. And I love that these senses of time have these different meanings because chronos refers to something that is more regimented, it's sequential, it's chronological, it's what I do in a lot of my journal processes where it's a chrono file, it's date ordered. Where kairos is more like time with spirit. It also signifies a proper, like appropriate time for action. It's like the moment is right. And so it has this sense of, um, it's interesting because it has the sense of continuity and also fleeting, fleetingness. Um, there's also a word called kairoi, meaning the times. And so the times include different epochs of, of paradigmatic thought or different times of when we've been doing different things as people like a Bronze Age or a Stone Age or the age that we are in in our community now where we've declared it the age of collaboration and the end of the era of domination. And the to think about chronological time 
as distinct from a kind of kairos time, a right time, allows us to enter into the distinction between a kind of day-to-day timing and the hypervigilance which comes with those schedules and these clocks and these phones and these appointments and these alarms, and then instead to kind of move into a chosen liminality. While in Greek mythology and in scripture, Kairos often refers to a time that is appointed by the divine, what if Kairos for us could be a chosen thing, like an appointed time for us to engage with beauty and rest and creativity? When I am in the flow, I'm in Kairos, right? But it's fascinating because it must begin with chronos because I bracket my time. And even on some days where I have very busy days where I don't want to be at the computer all day, I'll set my alarm to do 45 minutes in one space, painting 45 minutes at the computer, and I'll literally go back and forth. So I'll use the chronos to create the kairos. There's so much more to talk about regarding time and the sacredness of time and how to work with time and how to, quote, save time. But one of the things I notice about us as humans is we spend a lot of our time not being right where we are. We spend a lot of time in the future, and that often equates to fear because we're afraid of what might happen and we're trying to prevent that happening. And so we're always extending out And what an incredible capacity of the human being to imagine into the future, on the one hand. On the other hand, the largest part of our suffering as humans is based on our fear and worry about what might happen, which prevents us, obviously, from being in the present moment. So in our community of intentional creativity, when we talk about moving into into the state of flow, we talk about this timelessness, You literally lose track of time when you're highly engaged with what you're working with. It's different than like hyper-focus or hyper-vigilance, but you're devoted to that thing that you're working with. For us, a lot of times it's a painting. There's a quality, a textural quality where there's like a vibrancy that happens. You may even uh, lose a sense of self or engage with a deeper sense of self. And these qualities of flow state are available by choice. Um, I only can access them when I'm swimming, when I'm meditating, sometimes in an ideal ideal cafe time with Jonathan, and then of course when I'm drawing, painting, or writing. And inducing this Kairos flow for me is very renewing and healing, and I first learned it from Shabbat. I first learned it from Sabbath. I used to joke with my mom and say, yeah, God had to put the uh, seventh day as a place of rest because if we didn't rest, we wouldn't be able to to do the other nine commandments. That was our joke because if people don't rest, we get um, strange, actually. We get really strange and we kind of lose that sense of a capacity to navigate chronos because we're not spending enough time in more of that fluid space. And just even the words spending time, I don't, I want to change that. I want to be in presence and I want to invite those that I'm working with to be in presence and to have an experience of presence. In my classes, I often say, 
Become as present in this moment as you can possibly be. Become as awake in this moment as you can possibly be. And just that invitation alone invites the soul to enter into a time of rest. And so regardless of whether you have big plans over the equinox and over the next couple of days, or you have some time to rest, or you're joining us for Flow Nouveau in Sonoma or in person, or online, in person or online, I am inviting you to find some time for a Kairos flow. It's a time that you appoint and you say, I'm starting here and I am completing here. And during this time, these are the things that are included. So there's this kind of rigor. Um, Not that there aren't times where we just sort of see what happens. We do that a lot in cafe. But there's a way that bracketing in bracketing time and honoring it is important. So for example, Jonathan and I, after our opening call today for Flow Nouveau, um, between 12 a.m. and 5 a.m., I mean, between 12 p.m. and 5 a.m., we are going to be off of media and off of work, and we're going to enter a rest time this prepares us for the workshop that we're leading Saturday and Sunday at Flow Nouveau. It's at medicinepainting.com if you want to join us. You still have time to get to the art store and uh, set up your space and enter into retreat and renewal time with us where we're going to enter into flow and teach flow from the perspective of painting. Now with painting, when I'm working with figurative things or things I'm trying to do, I don't necessarily enter that flow kairos in the same way because whenever we're efforting, it changes. But what I love to do is paintings like we're going to do this weekend where we're just literally layering and dreaming and visioning and alchemizing and transmuting. And not that there's not some points of heavy lifting where we're choosing to transition some energy. (laughs) There are moments, but we immediately then bring it into the canvas. So I wanted to just come in this morning, say good morning, happy solstice from our house, which we call the five seasons to yours. And for those of you in Flow Nouveau, we look forward to spending this retreat space with you. Let us cultivate sacred space together. Much love to you.